Welcome to episode 508 of the LeakCast podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweet. Happy Wednesday from your favorite hard stuck plat guy. <laughs> it is Wednesday, my dudes. Um, on this episode of LeakCast, we've got uh, a couple new patrons, some LeakCast news, uh, just a little bit of new news. Um, and then we'll go into our GamerCraft Competitive League section where, hey, hey, Worlds happened, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And then we'll close it out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Um, Aiden, how was your week? No, 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 Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, you're right, <laughs> we got, you're right. We got some content to cover before we get into the pre-show, before we get I'm into so the bad proper at this. show. Yeah. So, um, before we get into our weeks, we do want to thank our boys over at Manscaped. We will be talking about them a little bit later in the show, as well as some of our other sponsors for today's show, starting with GamerCraft. Um, for those of you unfamiliar at that point, which if you listen to the show, I don't know how you would be, unless you tune out everything I say, which honestly is a pretty <laughs> good strategy. Um, but GamerCraft is the competitive hub for all gamers of all skill levels, the ultimate goal of bridging the gap between the pro and amateur scenes by providing premier competitive experiences otherwise not available to the everyday gamer. Uh, they run daily skill adjusted tournaments with over $40,000 in monthly cash prizes, taking competitive tournament experience to the next level. Um, they've got a really cool like anti-cheat matchmaking smurf detector thing that helps to make sure that if you're playing in a you know gold rated tournament you're playing against gold rated players and not some dude's cousin playing on his account who's actually 900 lp grandmaster mm -hmm. um everything's what fully if, automated what they, if he is grandmaster in tft true Ooh, um, <laughs> then he probably should be permabanned from the organization because everyone knows that your flex rank and your TFT rank are are completely complete equity to solo queue rank. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I was I was master tier last year. <laughs> um, they've also got some uh, really cool matchmaking AI. They've got fully automated tournaments where it'll build the lobby. Um, it'll record the wins and losses, send out your prizes, all automated. Um, so if you want to get in on the gamer craft scene you download their app enter code leadcast and you'll get two dollars for free and just send it right on over and you can get playing with your tournaments get your get your boys together practice before the next round of uh clash It'll be a good time awesome uh this episode is also sponsored by giver.gifts Guys, do you have trouble finding the perfect gift for that special someone? Look no further. Giver Gifts is a California-based company focused on deprogramming us to believe that more stuff is equivalent to more emotional value. Research shows that experiential gifts, that's a hard word to say, uh, lead to stronger relationships. And this is, this is exactly why you should look to Giver gifts this holiday season as part of their promotion uh they sent me their inspired massage set uh it's the perfect experiential gift for your other half and contains a 100 beeswax candle a very pleasantly aromatic wild rose massage oil and massage guide uh and that comes with pictures and instructions on how to uh, appropriately um, conduct a massage uh a, a very special and this is like 
actually super cool. A very special pebble uh, that is indicative of your endless love and support for your ping uh, for your partner, uh, aka the penguin's gift. Uh, and a blank card with prompts so that you can express exactly how you feel to that special someone. Uh, my girlfriend and I, you know, we received whoa, that. Whoa, Nick, you gave me the massage, not your girlfriend. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna speak up to say this was a beautiful experience, man. Nick, it smelled so nice, it felt so good. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was super cool. Um, my girlfriend's extremely uh, sentimental, so she really appreciated the 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 pebble. Um, that's a, uh, a, a, something that penguins do is they, they give pebbles to their permanent partner and they, uh, they group for, for life. Um, so that's they, a, a they, really special they scour way to the beach and find a nice rock and find the perfect pebble that will serve as the, the foundation for their nest. Um, so it's a really, really sweet way to express to your, to your partner that, uh, that you care about them, uh, and that you guys will, you know, be there forever. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, definitely something you guys should check out it is giver.gifts it is g-i-v-h-e-r dot gifts g-i-f-t-s uh and you can use a promo code leadcast at checkout for 10 percent off your order uh make sure that you get it in time for the holiday season i'm sure they're going to be absolutely stacked with orders so don't wait giver.gifts <laughs> um yeah thank you to our sponsors gamercraft manscaped and giver gifts on to our weeks. Yeah, Aiden, tell us. Uh, I played did like almost zero rocks? leagues. Actually, did I play leagues? Yeah, what, you this... played league. You have huge yeah. news. What do you mean? <laughs> I, was, I thought that was last week. I'm officially master tier. Bam, 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 uh, bam, bam. Yeah, because last week you talked about it, and I found out that like I mistimed my number of days banked <laughs> by, by one, one day. Uh, <laughs> so I had this awkward thing where I went fuck if i lose my next two games i'm just i have to play another master tier series um but then i won my second game because i'm a gamer uh so i'm officially master tier uh at the end of the season so i'm pretty happy about that hell yeah but but do you think you could win games in like mid plat yeah with my eyes closed and my arms behind my back <laughs> weird, weird smashing my trevor head can't. off my keyboard weird just trevor can't yeah playing tom kench that's that's what they didn't send yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh fuck uh anyways though it's I, i'm really happy about it I've, I've been mastered here before um but, but maintaining it, it and yeah maintaining it at there. the end of the season is is new for me and i'm really excited yeah. about it and i'm also excited to get my cool pink blitzcrank skin so hell it's gonna yeah be good. that's the one you like the most right that's my favorite one out of the wall. Nice. So, anyways, I'm really excited about that. That's kind of all my week, though. What about you, Colton? Um, so I've been playing a decent amount of League. I had, like, one or two nights where I got to get some grinding in. I, I don't think I'm... I think I'm further than the last update. Um, I had been uh, at, like, I think 97 like and 98 a couple times. Um, but I'm at 31 LP right now. Um, so hopefully tomorrow I've got off for Veterans Day, so how else to celebrate the troops <laughs> than by exercising my freedom to sit at home all day and play video games. <laughs> um, so hopefully tomorrow we can, uh, we can get some, some wins, play a little, little corky, po- posted some corky memes in the, in the Discord. Um, but that's, that's what I've been up to in League, um, Work has been busy. My roof is still not fixed, but hopefully I'll hear from the HOA soon. It's it's been a week. Did, did you move into like a, a like a fixer upper or 
No, not really. Are but these I, just these are just improvements that you want to make? Yeah, like I see. Almost everything that I've done was just because I either wanted to or like didn't like the look of certain things. Like everything was fine and and functional mm-hmm. the, the way I got it, but I was just like, nah. I want to do all new floors throughout. Like I want to repaint everything. I want to get rid of that old school fucking popcorn ceiling and just have mm-hmm. like smooth flat finishes um it's so. just funny because i i feel like <laughs> since you since you purchased it mm-hmm. it's just been like the construction project oh yeah so yeah. i was just i was just curious mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's been i think really most of my week not not a whole lot going on outside of that uh, I've been playing some Legends of Runeterra. I got some new decks that have been fun, and then they just put out the new Labs mode, the Champion progression. Path or whatever. of Champions. Path of Champions. That's been fun. I've played a little bit of that. Seems um, pretty cool. Yeah, but that is pretty well my week, so I will hand it over to the one and only Mr. Vanilla. Yo, I've played... Um, boy, that's an old one. Uh, I've played a little bit of League. I think mostly ARAM. Um, just trying to, I don't know, play games. Nothing in particular, no goal. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Some Persona, Persona 4 Golden, still trying to beat that. It's like a, I feel like that's a 100-hour game, and I'm not, like, doing most of the <laughs> most of the side stuff. So it's a, it's very long. It's pretty, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Um, I think other than that, that's kind of it. Oh, I forgot to mention a... I went bowling last night. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What do you bowl? What do I bowl? Like 300. What, what is... Huh? You bowl 300 every time? Every single time. No, mm. I'd, I'd say my average is like 130, 140. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, it was funny because the, the place we were at, you bought like a lane in like half hour increments starting mm. in an hour. And so, like, we got an hour and decided to extend it and do two hours. There were two people next to us that were apparently on a date. It seemed like a date. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bought two hours, played for, like, 40 minutes and left. Ooh. And, and so w- once they left, uh, me and my buddy Jacob, who was also there, just started <laughs> using their lane because there was another, like, hour and 15 paid for on there. And so while our group was playing our game, like... I was just over playing one two one. other games on the other <laughs> lane. Just like, ball, throw, throw. Um, which is something we'll also do when we go to, like, Top Golf, um, mm-hmm. which is the same thing where you, like, book by time. And most people will, like, dip at the end of, like, a game, even if they've got, like, seven or eight minutes left. Yeah. So, like, we'll just go over and just, like, yeet as many as we can. That's so funny. It's always a fun time. But uh, yeah, so with that in our weeks, I guess we will firstly thank our new patrons, Noth Bagel and Skigunplay. SK Gunplay? Yeah, I think so. No, it's probably Skigunplay. I think so. That's probably it. Skigunplay. That reminds We drove by a little restaurant called OMG Tacos, Rachel and I, the other day. And I was like, I really want to call them and insist on it being Omga Tacos. Omga Tacos. Be like, hi, is this Omga Tacos? <laughs> they're like, no, sir, it's OMG. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Not Bagel and SK Gunplay, thank you for being new patrons. And thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, do we have any leadcast news? 
Uh, nothing really. Um, I do. I'm gonna host that TV tournament tournament that I've been talking about for about a month now. Sometime probably it probably won't be till the weekend of the 27th, 28th. But uh, I will host it, and it will be fun. I will have sign up forms the week before. But that's about it. Poggers, it's coming. TM soon. TM. Yeah. Awesome. Let's talk about the new news, the rising news, the samurising news, if you will. Yeah. Um. All right, real quick, because I think this is probably the biggest thing. Arcane is out. It's really good. We all like it. Um, we we'll, we will not be discussing spoilers uh, mm-hmm. until at least at least until all of us have seen it, um, which will be a, yeah. a, a bit. So I would I would say probably give it like the the last three or four episodes are going to drop next week, and probably another like week and a half after that before we talk spoilers on the show. Um, <laughs> I really, really, really liked it. Um, there is a lot of cool, like, a- alluding to other characters, things happening, and, like, hinting towards stuff. In as general as I want, like, if, if you're a-, a League lore fan, there's a bunch of extra stuff to look out for. If you have no idea what's going on in League, period, you'll still enjoy the show. Uh, it's gorgeous. Sound design is great. Animation is great. Uh, highly recommend it to anyone who's interested at all and might be a way to get people into the league bubble if they're not already part of it if you want to talk about it in more detail get in the discord discord.gg slash leadcast pop into that arcane spoilers chat yeah you know i'm here talking fan theories posting blurry fucking screen grabs of characters from music videos to say this guy is this guy. I know it. <laughs> it's uh, it's super cool. I will say I think my favorite part has been a lot of the character reveals. Um, mm-hmm. no, no spoilers, but they've been very, very cool. There, um, yeah, there have been some hype moments. Yeah. So, uh, and, and one of the very special things, obviously, everyone here that I assume is listening is going to have some knowledge of League. Um, but you can go into it without any knowledge whatsoever and you, you know you'll miss some references and and hints as to where the story is going to go um mm-hmm. but it, it is nothing that isn't it it's entirely standalone um you know you can my, my girlfriend watches it and she <laughs> knows some of the words and, and you know doesn't mind watching competitive league with me but yeah right doesn't like, know the story behind it you don't need to know right if you're if you're seeing a character who will become a, a league character later, right? Like, obviously, we know the story is about Jinx and Vi, that there's no spoilers there. Um, but, like, you don't need to know anything about who Vi is, what she becomes. Like, the story will, will tell you all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really cool. There's There have definitely been some really hype moments of, like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say more. Get in the yeah, get in the yeah, spoilers. Yeah. It's arcane good. spoilers chat in the Discord if you want to talk about it and refute my fan theories with better evidence than my tinfoil hat. Or just um, call them absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got, yeah. I've got a couple that are just true <laughs> nonsense, but <laughs> yeah, go check them out. Um, yeah. Now, do we want to talk about the TFT set? Yeah, gizmos and gadgets. Uh, it's been out for a couple week now, week, weeks now. Um, I'm sure they'll be getting some some balance patches going on soon. Um, but 
So, so one of the big changes from the last set is right. We had the sh the shadow items, and then it became the radiant items, and now those are gone, and we have hextech augments. Um, they're gonna drop at like three points throughout the game, where you'll get a choice between two options. It'll be things like get like a celestial buff that is like, you know, five percent of damage becomes healing or add one to like your arcane trait or your scholar trait or you know whatever it might be some of the later ones they do get stronger so the first one's a little weaker than stronger and stronger you can get like plus one team size a free reroll every round uh there's a bunch of augments I don't, I don't know them all by any means um but that's pretty cool and i think it is also really nice that you can use those to really like curtail your play style right like mm -hmm. if you want to play a slow roll comp and you're able to get the free reroll every round it's great right you just you're gonna three star all your units um, i think it's really wanna... cool because i'm someone who's always played the game and kind of wanted just to meet this comp every game sort of thing uh and it's kind of made me not do that as much because you kind of get punished if you do that like mm -hmm. if you want to go like i was going scrap every game at the beginning i think i, w I won like mm -hmm. seven out of eight scrap games right but then i started playing and i was like oh fuck like i'm just getting shit that's so much better if i don't go scrap here right so like i learned how to play like the yordle comp because i got the yordle buff like after wolves the first round or whatever and it was just crazy it's like i couldn't pass it up right so yeah those buffs seem so fun it's really cool do we know if it's um if it's evenly distributed like there's uh, i don't know two yorta buffs every single game or like one I don't, they I don't seem know, random but, but i'm like not sure exactly sure. stuff like that yeah i i have no idea i would imagine that it's just an even table that says you know at augment one you've got a five percent chance for this eight percent for this 15 mm. for this the um, only thing i know is everyone gets the same tier you can get like the crazy tier there's like let's just say there's silver golden diamond right different like levels of augments everyone can get a diamond augment the first time like you'll mm -hmm. always like get the same mm -hmm. tier which is cool uh so you're not getting like getting you're getting a silver augment they're getting a diamond augment or whatever so it's cool mm -hmm. yeah so uh outside of that i mean obviously a whole bunch of new traits and origins um one of the big like unique ones for this set is i forget if it's like the the big big dudes that take colossus up two colossus yeah so that's that's a, a new interesting trait where it's hey this is a big big bad tank but it takes up two units on that's your team. really cool um outside of that i mean you know we could go through every origin and trait but that would take quite a while and i i don't really know them yet um i'm you know the best addition forward. to the game sorry <laughs> what now you know it's the best addition to the game though uh, what is it? The new little legend, the little fucking duck boys, <laughs> the duck bills. Oh, I love them Ugh. so much. Oh, they're so sick. I haven't seen them. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. They're so cute. Oh, Colton. they're very cute. And the ducks are great. Their emotes are mostly crying. They just, like, <laughs> fall on the ground and cry. <laughs> nice. There's they're one really where, cute. like, they, they bust out a toy, and the toy breaks, and then they just cry permanently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to play a bunch of TFT. Probably after I succeed or fail in my ranked grind. Um, but once I'm once I'm done with that, I'll probably get some TFT going, and then who knows? Maybe I'll 
play a character that's come out in the last three years. Most of them I've not played at all. I, I was looking through, and like even back to Lilia, I haven't. I've not played a single game of Lilia. Have you guys played any Vex? Uh, in ARAM I played her. She's really good. But yeah, I was looking. Okay. So like on OP.gg, it shows your top seven played characters and ranked. And for us, out of our top twenty-one played characters between the three of us, the only character in our top twenty-one that's from the last two years is Seraphine. And Nick's like, she's and like I played ten games of her. Yeah, and after that, the next most recent character that any of us have in our top twenty-one characters is Tom Kench. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Which is five years count. ago. I don't know if reworks count, but uh, yeah, like Volley I mean, Bear I, got reworked. Yeah, it's a little recently. different, but like for releases, yeah, it's been like it's literally Seraphine and then Tom Catch are like the two most yeah. recent characters we play, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know, man, I'm I'm really bad about it. Where like characters that I've not played a single game of or have only played like one due to an ARAM or something, like mm-hmm. one game of, of Zoe, one game of Cled, one game of Set. One game of Kiana, one of Nico, and then zero of Samira, Aphelios, Akshan, Gwen, Lilia, Rel, Seraphine, Vex, Viego, and Yon. I, I thought you were just reading all. from your uh, your ranked um, stats. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you play uh, a lot of champs. I do, but um, I need to. Maybe maybe that'll be a fun stream to try yeah, sometime. Is learning new champs. Colton Colton versus two hundred years of game design experience. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that TFT set is out. There's some cool new little legends. There's an event pass with it. Um, if you like TFT, definitely check it out. If you've if you didn't really like last set or have given it up for a while, it's a good time to jump back in. But yeah, it's it's. I'm, I've been having a lot of fun. And uh, on Wednesday of next week, the 17th or the Tuesday or whatever, they're adding their two v two mode, which I'm really excited for. Uh, so it's eight players in the arena for TFT. Um, but you queue up with someone and then the only difference is you don't play them and you share a health pool. Um, so it's kind of cool because I mean, the worst thing about like playing with your friends in TFT is beating them and knocking them out. And that feels like really, really bad. So I think it's like a cool way to, that's the best thing. That's the best thing is when you knock your friend out and you say, fuck you, Chris, that's what happens when you try and contest (laughs) my unit. I win. But too bad. It's not hyper. I only play hyper old TFT. (laughs) Hyper is so much better. It's so sick. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's the TFT set and Arcane. We've also got Hextech Mayhem. Um, so BitTrip, the creators of... Uh, what other games have they made? Well, BitTrip is the game, yeah. Um, oh, oh the, yeah. sorry. Yeah, BitTrip Runner is like a... like. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. A, a, a rhythm game is what I'm fucking looking for. Holy shit, I can't Ooh. talk. Um, it's a super really uh, popular rhythm, rhythm game. Uh, they are making kind of like a League of Legends version for it through Riot Forge. Riot Forge being uh, League of Legends um, kind of third-party publisher thing. So, like, third-party studios can make games in the League of Legends universe and publish them through Riot Forge. Uh, so they're making this game where you play as Ziggs, and it's a... Uh, uh, rhythm game and it looks really really cool kind of came out of nowhere um and it actually launches um november uh 16th i believe uh is the launch date uh from what i remember uh and it, it looks awesome I'm, I'm really excited for it uh it comes out on pc on switch and on netflix plus do you guys know what netflix plus is no netflix plus is netflix's games division 
Um, what the heck? Which, so, like, it sounds kind of jank, right? I'm like, fucking Netflix, you fucking dorks. But they're act- it's actually kind of cool, dude. So, it's literally, you don't have to pay any more for your Netflix subscription. Everyone fucking has Netflix, too. Uh, and it's just, like, games that are being ported slash brought to Netflix, the app on your but- TV, to be played, like, easily with, like, remotes and stuff. Oh. So, it's like, I mean. Huh. So, from my understanding, at least, I mean, I may make, maybe I'm smoking a reefer, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't cost you any more. And a game like this will just be on Netflix Plus, and you can just play it on your TV. Huh. So, hmm. if that's I'm, true, I'm interested then to sick. see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, really cool. Are though. we gonna are we gonna get like the new Netflix controller remote? <laughs> Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm excited though. It's a ten dollar game though. If you don't have Netflix Plus, or if I'm smoking reefer and it isn't actually free on <laughs> Netflix, um, but it, it looks really good. I'm definitely gonna like try it out at the very least. I'm excited to see all the new Riot Forge games coming though. Uh, also, they have an update on uh, the Bilgewater, not the Bilgewater game. Is the Bilgewater game right? Yeah, What's I the think thing so, called? Yeah, the Ruined King. Remember, the Ruined King. Oh, it was the yeah. Ruined King. Yeah, mm-hmm. a League of Legends story is what it was called. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, that come they they said they're gonna make an announcement for that like sometime in like the next couple weeks. So we'll hopefully have a release nice. date for that. So yeah. All right, and so then the other uh, piece of rising news that we've got is we can uh, kind of talk about that during Worlds. Actually, it's kind of like just Worlds pick bands and stuff. Okay, so. yeah. yeah. So there there were some gameplay thoughts blog posted pertaining a lot to Worlds. So we'll we'll talk about that in the Worlds section. Um, but before we get to that, let me go ahead. We've got a we got a little read from our boys over at Manscaped, uh, one of our other sponsors. So, as you know, Manscaped is going to help you get ultra clean, ultra smooth, and they are the absolute top of the line men's grooming care products. You can gift yourself. Some manscaping, get the new lawnmower 4.0. You get the full performance package 4.0. Um, you can use code LEADCAST to get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com. Again, using the code LEADCAST for 20% off and free shipping. Now, they just launched their new body wash and two in one shampoo conditioner, which I happen to have with me right here because I literally opened the box before we recorded the yeah. show. Yeah. It smells got, really good. <laughs> it's like it, I I haven't actually smelled it yet, but I I thought of a little bit right because now that we've got shampoo, conditioner, and body wash, as well as the excellent lawnmower, right? You're not going to have hair anywhere you want it. The hair you do want is going to be soft and smooth, and everything else is going to smell great. I mean, what I'm else? What else for, could yeah. you need? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's. That's the Manscaped promise. Is they're gonna they're gonna solve every problem in your life, guaranteed. Yeah, no, they're great. I, I love all the products so far. It's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their stuff smells really good. Um, you, uh, they do have gift boxes with the holiday season coming up. You can gift the full performance package. They've also got some other gift packages, um, some like cool travel bags, all that good stuff. Uh, if you go over to Manscaped.com, you can take a look at all of those products. Use code LeeCast for 20% off and free shipping. Join this movement. Become smooth. Smell great. <laughs> uh, so again, thank you, uh, Manscaped. And one more time, manscaped.com using code LeeCast for 20% off and free shipping. From Hell yeah. There, we have are we no in the GamerCraft competitive league section already? We are. We, are in the we don't gamer. have any five stars, man. We haven't for a couple weeks either. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. you guys, I'm... 
I'm on a like terrible withdrawal from starries. Sag. If you if you send five starries, I'll probably be able to make it to diamond. They give me strength. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I doubt that, but I wonder what the like if it tracks. You know, if there's a an inverse relation or something like that. Probably. Because I feel like when nothing. we got a lot. When we got a lot, you're, you were lower elo. And now that we have mm-hmm. zero, you're higher. Maybe. Do we need someone to delete theirs? To, so you yeah, go out there, there and delete your views. And then <laughs> once I make diamond and the season is over, you can post new yeah, ones exactly. so that I plummet to like silver in placements. <laughs> um, but with that, yeah, we're, we're on to the GamerCraft Competitive League section where we get to talk about the 2021 league of legends world finals yeah so worlds is over um we had one last series between uh demonkia and edward gaming uh is it just edg at this point i think it's it's still both is it edward okay because they definitely had edward and all the stuff can we talk about the pre-show a little bit like the the multimedia pre-show is really cool yeah yeah like it was it was really cool i wasn't really expecting it but like Obviously, they're not going to do, like, a live stage show performance with no crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Rachel was not a fan of it, but I think she was just like, there's just way too much happening. And they're, like, it, like going so hard, it's a little cringe, I think, was her, her view on it. But Yeah, but it's worlds. Like, that's yeah, the, that's the and, point. like, the set building that they did for fucking Zon, where, like, they just, like, made... Zon in a physical mm-hmm. set and like yeah. obviously there were there were other like media elements like they didn't build a whole city but like they built a lot of really cool stuff and as someone who did like build sets and make props like oh, that it, was so cool to see it reminds me of like the scale of like like what fucking Disneyland does for like their huge attractions like their different world mm-hmm. like worlds and stuff like that it feels like that yeah. scale like could you imagine if Disneyland had the League of Legends area, like they God, that would up, be so they, sick. They have Star Wars Land, they have Harry Potter World, and they have League of Legends World. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool would that be? Yeah, that's, it'd be that's like this though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so sick. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, I think all of like the obviously like the music is always super well done. Um, you know, a lot of different styles happening and a lot of mixtures. So. To each their own, and if they like that stuff, but the the quality was just off the charts. It was so good. Mm-hmm, um, it's great. But from there, we we got a nice five game series between Dom Juan and EDG. Yeah, and congratulations to to EDG for taking the series three to two. Um, the real finals was EDG versus a hundred thieves in group <laughs> stage. <laughs> there you go. Um, That's it. Um. But yeah. What did you guys think of the? What did you guys think of the series? Series is good, man. Like I, I definitely think that EDG played really well on the day, and I think uh certain members of Dan One played very poorly on the day. Yeah. Uh especially players like Khan. I think Khan played very poorly, like overall. Um mm-hmm. but like I don't know, it, it's still a really good series. I'm really happy they won. EDG definitely mm-hmm. outplayed them, like it, for sure. Um yeah. we can get into like the later discussion of like yeah. the the memes that Dan One was gonna win the whole the thing from the very beginning. Um, the real finals was T1 versus Dam1, but like, mm-hmm. what, what do you guys think about the games? I guess like overall, before we hop into there. I mean, um, overall, I, like I thought they were super high quality. Um, I I am personally of the opinion that I think um, Edward kind of overperformed, whereas Dam1 underperformed. Um, but I I don't want to take anything away 
EDG are still the world champions. So <laughs> that's yeah, all that really like, matters is that yeah. they took the series. And I, I think that that's like one of those that, that both can be true where it's like, I, I agree with you that I think EDG overperformed a little bit. I think Damwon not only underperformed, but also made some not great decisions in terms of, of draft. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like that's part of the equation of best team yeah, in the for, world. Oh, for is sure. That, yeah. Is who shows up on the day and doesn't have an off day and doesn't mm-hmm. pick a bad pick. Like that. That's part of it, right? Who doesn't you know, first time Yasuo on stage? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I, I I think that yeah, there's definitely some underperformance. I I think the the draft, uh, like game four and five draft, I think Damwon really shit the bed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they were just both bad, um, and so it was it was, EDG won game one, Dom won game two, and, and three, three. Mm-hmm. and then EDG won four and five. Um, yes. Yeah. So. I so like game one EDG out the gate one one game one it was a pretty decisive win. Yeah, I um I I think this is sort of where um DK floundered like just right off the bat. Uh, it I I think it was pretty obvious that they went into it expecting to three zero and mm-hmm. that they really yeah, didn't yeah. um that that they really didn't respect uh Edward for the team that they were. Because you don't first time Yasuo on stage, right? With a uh, in the in the world finals against a team that you. I'm that sure you it was going fine in like scrims and shit, but it is it is a weird pick to go for for sure. Um, yeah, like especially regardless. when like there 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 were more meta top laners still still out, you know up. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a was it a response or was it a blind pick? Uh, I believe it was a last pick. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't like a. I'm picking this first time as a hard counter, right? Because like I don't think I anyone think it, really. I think it might have been though. Was it? Maybe maybe not a hard counter. I think but it was I, against I, Graves, wasn't it? Was it was Yasuo into Graves, yeah. Yeah, it was Yasuo yeah. into Graves, and like it's it's a it's a, a good matchup, I would mm-hmm. say, but it's not like a, a hard counter, and right, like that's where I would expect to see like a, a first pick out of nowhere. Or like a, a new strat where it's like when, when Caria pulled out Zillion in the T1 Damwon, it's like th- there's a clear reason why he picked that pick that nobody else is picking or is not being picked often. Mm-hmm. But you see that and you're like, he picked Yasuo, why? And it's like maybe it's because he thinks this is a really good Graves matchup. Maybe he thought it was the right pick for the team. Or maybe he thought he could play a character that wasn't ideal because he's that much better than Flandre. Like, you you don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, I, I but I but I strongly suspect that the answer was I'm just better than this person. Let mm-hmm. me I'll, let, put me on Yasuo and I'll style on him. Because yeah, like coming right. into it, Flandre played well on Graves and Renekton, and that's it. I'm not so, I like I'm not sure he's exactly. He's played a but, yeah. lot of Graves, but um, so yeah, uh, game one obviously they they lost. It was pretty decisive. It seems like after that they they you know try harded game two and three and like yeah. smash them both, and and those were the types of games we were expecting to see, and then game four man, the draft in game four, like yeah they I, were, don't, I didn't like it it was bad. After smashing games two and three, like playing their own style, like 
getting the characters they want and just doing their thing, they decide, let's completely scrap anything we want Mm -hmm. and build the entire draft around, like, denying them certain picks and then, like, building our whole team reactively. Yeah, they did that both Game 4 and 5, right? Like, what you're mentioning in Game 4 is that there was a round one Lucian pick, right, on EEG. And to deny Lucian Nami, they picked Nami with Jin, which it just isn't a good link, yeah. right? Like Nami, Nami probably isn't worth playing in a pro at a pro level without Lucian, I would say. But you're mm-hmm. picking it purely to deny them, which feels like so fucking weird. And then in Game Five, Game Five pick ban is crazy, by the way. I I loved his pick ban in Game Five, but like it's once again picking try to deny them rather than to get yourself ahead like um so there was like seven junglers bandit right the only two jungle the only jungler left only meta jungler left in the game is zin zhao right mm-hmm. um so and it's like fuck do we pick zin zhao and then they counter us with trundle which is zin zhao's hard counter in the game or what they did is they picked trundle and then the and, it, and then eg just still picks zin zhao even though it's a counter he's just a better character than trundle yeah and it's like, I don't know, it feels like, yeah, denying, like, denying picks rather than just picking for yourself is so fucking weird at that level. Like, I, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking through here, game four, the, yeah, god, man, like. Yeah, it's very frustrating, like, for sure, but. Yeah, like, I, I feel like there's, there's no reason to picked like that the other the nami fucking Jin, and then uh, yeah i'm man they picked so much that like they, they could have just kept playing what they smashed game two and three with yeah i mean I, either way i'm really happy eg won though like jj mm-hmm. probably like is one of the best junglers in the world and i think viper yeah. mako even though they had like a rough group stage and ref like uh early um uh, what's the, this part of the tournament called? Um, knockouts. Knockouts. Uh, yeah, uh, knockouts, yeah. They definitely look like, by the end, like, w- one of the best bot lanes in the world, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in game five, I also want to fucking... I, I, I really disagreed with the Ziggs pick in game five. Yeah, I mean, Ziggs just doesn't work at the pro level, right? He had, like, a 35% win rate at the, at the end there uh, before, like, he was picked in that game. And it's like, he mm-hmm. should work. It's just, it, it the, he did... For example, he was picked, what, game one, and they lost, right? And I actually yeah. think the Ziggs pick there was super sick. I think it's literally the reason they held on for, like, 15 minutes. Ziggs just, like, held waves. But, like, yeah. you don't get to do that when you get steamrolled. He's so bad after he gets steamrolled. No, and, like, in, in late-game fights, when it's Ziggs damage versus Aphelios damage, mm-hmm. like, it's not even, the, like, it's not even comparable. Yeah. I, I also think it's just way easier. Like, there's so many more um, options in pro play to shut down... Uh, like Zig's ult damage, where mm-hmm. like we we constantly saw like Zig's R miss, which is yeah. like yeah. Uh, in a competitive level probably his like I, I don't know probably his second most important ability just because mines are fucking disgusting. Yeah. Um. But like it, that's just so much of where his damage comes from, and there there's just too many stopwatches in the game, like too much mobility, like it, it everything's timed too well on a competitive level to allow Ziggs to, to succeed in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. Like they're going to just LeBlanc dash away or they're going to, you know, Jarvan flag drag away, Talon jump over wall, like any of the characters. Or Pixillion. Like, or, yeah. or Pixillion. You're like, and so then even when you finally get it and, and hit him and lock him down, it's just canceled. 
Yeah. And now you're an 80 carry with no damage. Zillion is absolutely disgusting in competitive, by the way. Oh, yeah. Zillion's nuts. Um, but, I mean, uh, yeah. So, ultimately, though, EDG, world champions, did super yeah. well. I think, yeah, Aiden, you made a good point. Zhezhia outplayed Canyon. Yeah, no, he played um, fucking crazy. Canyon, I feel like Canyon a little bit mental boomed game four, and mm-hmm. it stuck to game five. Because game four, Canyon was playing Talon, and Zhejia shit on him. Mm-hmm. He was in his jungle all game, stealing camps, outsmiting him, was everywhere first, and like he was winning smite fights. Like Zhejia was so good in this series. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to me that was probably like the biggest overall gap. And it's weird to consider mm-hmm. that like Canyon got gapped, but games four and five, he got gapped hard. Yeah. I really think uh, Flandre absolutely dicked Khan. Yeah, I mean, Khan uh, played over, poorly. Over the course of the series. Like, there's no world in which before the series you'd say that Flandre was a better top laner yeah. during the tournament than Khan. Not that Khan like, had an amazing tournament by any means, but like he looked clueless in some of those matchups yeah. like other than when he got graves his graves was like just gross but mm-hmm. but yeah no i agree um i guess the only other bit of discussion is the memes about like damwon versus t1 was the real finals yada 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 um i don't know i, I really do think that it, it's in my opinion at least the best three teams in the world at this tournament were edg damwon and t1 uh mm-hmm. i've seen like i talk about we talk about reddit a lot but like i think the general general player base is very reactionary in their analysis oh for um, sure to the point where i'm gonna read you this quote this is this one like is the only one that actually like tilted me i had to stop reading reddit was um someone memeing saying edg versus rng was the real finals right that's like a joke because every always like during the tournament people were saying damn one versus t1 is the real finals yada 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 but someone replies like earnestly and it has upvotes and it's of course it was they were the msi champions that eliminated damwon in iceland rng were salivating at the idea of playing uh best of five versus lck teams like t1 or genji it's like what the fuck are you like that's just such a like results-based reactionary analysis that like because like i i don't think that very many people will go out and say stuff like that but i do think a lot of the player base at least is a agreeable enough in their analysis that they'll be like oh that that is probably true like (laughs) and that's so crazy to me yeah i think what we ended up seeing because i think going into the series most people were sitting on the idea that it was like dom juan wins this 80 20 (laughs) if not 90 10 um and i think that maybe that was wrong but i think it was probably still 70 30 yeah, um, and I'll I'll make the hot take. I still think Damwon's the better team, like overall. If I yeah. if if no, they played a hundred series, like like you're saying, I think Damwon wins the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like I think I think that Damwon showed some weaknesses that we hadn't seen a lot from the, of them prior, and EDG showed some strengths that we hadn't seen. Um, but ultimately, I still think that this was probably a 70-30 matchup, and we, we happened to get the 30. Mm-hmm. But I think if they played a best of five 10 more times, I really, really highly doubt that Damwon wouldn't have, you know, at least six wins. So I, I think SK, uh, T1, I should say, I think T1 would probably be 8-2 and two in, in, like, best of five series. Because I think... 
ultimately, like, I think the draft was so huge, and I'm going to keep harping on it, but, like, the draft was a, a lot of mistakes, and there was clear disrespect coming from from them in some of the picks and ways they were playing that I, I don't think they showed at all during the T1 series, and I don't think we would have seen out of T1, mm-hmm. right? You know, Faker would say, no, no, shut the fuck up. You're not playing Yasuo first time. We're winning worlds. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing. We're here to win worlds. Um, <laughs> and, like, I, yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is, and we'll, we'll never know, but... Yeah, my I, final... I, analysis on it is that i do think edg actually is the best team uh but i do think lck as a whole is stronger than the lpl based off this and that analysis comes from the fact that we watch back to back the damwon t1 series and the genji edg series and those were two different fucking caliber of games right uh same with like watching quarters, right? Watching EDG RNG and watching T1 Hanma or Gen G Cloud9 or Damwon Mad Lions. Just the quality of play is so different. Uh, so I think it's hard to say that like LPL as a whole is stronger than LCK, but I, I also think Edward actually just like showed that they are the best team and that's cool. Oh, nice. Right. Anyways, nah, we're... disagree. The, the, best, <laughs> the best team in the world didn't win worlds. It was 100 Thieves because they lost to the world finalist to. Nah, dude, the, the best team in the world was clearly Detonation Focus Me. True. Uh, there's also a quick gameplay thoughts just to go over really quick. It's pretty well like, hey, world spoilers, um, looking at pick ban. Our goal was to not have any character with 100% pick ban. Uh, despite the nerfs in 11.16 and 11.18, Lee Sin came the closest with 97% presence, but overall, no champ hit 100% this mark. Good job, Riot, man. You missed it by 3%. <laughs> I yeah, just yeah, they, man, that's... they absolutely gutted Renekton for one patch so this wouldn't uh-huh. happen. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> like... That, like, it really reads as like a pat themselves on the back thing when they missed it by 3%. <laughs> like he wasn't played yeah. in like two games. It, it seems like it comes off as like, we were successful in this when in reality i think that there were like probably three picks right like i think lee sin and then yumi was probably second in terms of pick ban contest i mean they, they go into it a little bit more so they talk about uh champion yeah. diversity um so they only look at characters that had uh with a five percent or higher pick ban presence uh and they looked at those based on roles so uh total characters with a five percent pick ban presence was 62 uh for comparison there's 92 characters picked at least once uh in the top lane we saw 24 picks with over five percent presence jungle 13 mid 16 80 carry 10 and support 13 um i i I really don't think 10 80 carry is like that alarming uh i do think 13 jungle and 13 supports a little bit on the low end um but top lane meta was great this year like 24 top laners like a tw- 24 top lane picks with over five percent presence is like really really diverse and mm-hmm. super awesome to see yeah it was super cool um i i yeah. agree i think um yeah i i actually think support and jungle yeah probably a little low um but like you're saying for ad carry it's just a smaller pool than most of the roles so it's not something mm-hmm. that you can really um, yeah, with. I also want to reference. I just saw this as I was trying to find stats on the entire review of worlds. Lee Sin was at ninety nine percent prior to the finals. 
Oh, be- interesting. Okay. So be- because one game in the finals he wasn't picked or banned, that that dropped it another two percent. <laughs> That's um, crazy. So I guess there were two games in in the the worlds th- that he was not picked or banned, mm-hmm. um, which is not a lot, and I. I think would still be indicative to me if if like ninety five percent plus is is probably that's a little much. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, the numbers should be even lower. Like, if the, if I feel like if a champion has seventy five percent or higher like presence, like maybe even lower than that, but that's still huge. Like three out of every four games. I mean, of course, this includes bans, I guess, but. I don't know. That's such yeah. a huge presence when there are, there are so many champions in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I feel like 75 is low to me because there's always going to be a couple characters who are really good and like mm-hmm. there's going to be tournament metas. And when you're considering pick or ban, right? Like if, if a character was banned, right, maybe 85% of games and even if they weren't picked in some of the ones they weren't banned like that i would find a little more concerning but if they were banned in like 10 percent, but then picked in you know 87 percent of the games that you know obviously that they weren't banned in like okay that's just a really good pick right now right like let's say they were like no ophelios bans all tournament but he was picked every game he like to me there's there's a difference there but i i do i do agree with you that like that number could probably be lower and it's a little odd that they set it all the way at 100 mm-hmm. yeah um especially because like literally like one player memeing in a game and like oh cool like we had fifth pick we hadn't locked in our jungle i'm not gonna take lee sin i'm gonna pick trundle instead haha now yeah, he's not 100 pick percent picked yeah. in mm-hmm. yeah yep. and not that like, they're doing it to troll but yeah they don't need to pick it in that scenario whereas like it any other like mm-hmm. pick uh order it would have been picked is the idea but mm-hmm. but either way it was i mean it was a super entertaining world it's like it's super hype mm-hmm. um i only my only wish is that the format will be updated or I, modernized the, at all the head of lol esports said that they will consider double elimination for next worlds which that that tells me no <laughs> it, like, it i mean i i really do believe that riot will try to do the right thing uh i i mean i i think you have to hope that or else what's the point you know what i mean um mm-hmm. but we'll see we'll see when it comes yeah I, I i don't know i guess considering is just like a such a nonsense answer to me where like i, I don't know if you're head of like esports you should understand the value of a double elimination system uh or or some format in which you don't you you don't have mm-hmm. single elimination like yeah. and what seven best of series you said aiden mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I don't know that's yeah. just that's just really insane and to i me. i think that it also would have like <clears throat> excuse me um address some of our you know questions and discussion like i think that there is a lot of conversation to be had still between like who was the better team between yep. dam one and edg and you know obviously one team won one lost and you can you know make up as many hypotheticals as you want but you know in a world let's say where you know they played another best of five or you know if you know if it was double elimination which obviously we're not going to do like a bracket reset 
and potentially have three best of five series yeah. between them. Like that, that's not going to happen. But you know, who knows? Maybe if you know if EDG comes into that series one win up, you know, maybe we get a very different Damwon community series, or maybe Damwon came in with one win, they lose game two, and they win the next two. The series would have been over then. And the game four and five wins, you know, wouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of what ifs, but... Oh, I, absolutely, yeah. I, I think but it's I, pretty I, obvious that double elimination is the, like, would the have fix a, to a lot of the problems. That We would have had a clearer answer on which one of these teams was mm-hmm. better. It's a lot It's a lot harder to argue that one's better than the other mm-hmm. if in a double elimination setting. Yeah, in a double elimination. And, uh, again, obviously, there's not going to be a, a full reset. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, when, when there is in, in faster-paced games, like you know, fighting games, it's like, okay, cool. Like, the, the winner of Evo beat this guy in a best of five early and then beat him again when they faced yeah. off in finals. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he was the better player. Or if that player comes back and, you know, beats him in two back-to-back best of fives, it's like, okay, that's, you know... It, it's really hard to argue that he won two best of fives in a row and wasn't mm-hmm. the better player. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Let's talk other... about all this doublelift drama. Yeah, I don't want to talk Yee. about it for too long, but I do think it's funny because uh, so doublelift went on stream yesterday, uh, and he kind of ranted and went on about Reggie and TSM and stuff. And the gist of it is is that doublelift, from his perspective, we have three perspectives here. Four if you include doubles perspective day two. Uh, doublelift didn't want to retire. TSM fucked him over. He didn't want to play with the roster when Reggie offered him like a not as competitive of a roster. Um, and Reggie obviously didn't like that. Double, uh, Double if wanted to play with Sword Art. When they ended up signing signing Lost, uh, Sword Art actually contacted Double if saying that he wanted to play with Double if, and then Double if at that time talked to Reggie and said, "Hey, uh, Sword Art wants to play with me. I'm happy to play for the team uh, if you can get Sword Art." And then Reggie, obviously still upset that Double if didn't want to play with their other roster, said that he wasn't welcome back. Uh, so Double if now hates Reggie. Uh, mostly his ego and never wants TSM to win again. Uh, but he is still on TSM because, and I quote, <laughs> they make each other money. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, so then Reggie responds the, like a couple hours later and he goes, Doublelift is fucking impossible to work with, is like the reality. He's just like stubborn. That's why he's been kicked from teams, yada, yada, yada. Um, and re- from Reggie's perspective, Doublelift is speaking out against TSM because they're not, they weren't interested in working with him. Uh, his teammates, his coaches, etc., don't like working with him. He's like really hard to work with. Uh, and the only reason he's speaking out one year later is because uh, he, he wanted to play for TSM, but Reggie pretty well said, I'm not fucking working with you. Um, so they're now going to take uh, steps to part ways because uh, it's weird as fuck that this is your employer relationship yeah. uh, and then Lena uh, Doublelift's uh, girlfriend also was slash is the marketing mm-hmm. CEO CFO whatever the fucker role is in TSM uh, might be a was because Doublelift accidentally said was um, pretty well said that like yeah the reality mm-hmm. is they both just have the biggest fucking egos in the entire industry and that doesn't work very well uh, and then Double if then went yeah. on stream again today and pretty well said like he just fucking thinks Reggie's just a shitty person to work for. And then the the Reddit circle jerk today is posting old clips of Reggie, Reggie just abusing his fucking employees, <laughs> uh, which which was weird, yeah. really weird because I remember watching like old game cribs and TSM Legends and shit like that, and just the videos mm. of just Reggie berating players is it was always weird. <laughs> yeah, and like I. 
there are situations where like both sides are a little right and there are situations where both sides are a little wrong and that's where i tend to like i i think that in, in this case right it's like both of them are are kind of just being assholes and yeah. like it's unfortunate but that's you know i think reggie has has been this guy since the beginning of tsm back in season you know pre-season yeah. one right like reggie has not really changed and there have been you know he's i think matured and become more professional in general but he's the same guy same with double lift and like th this is uh, a, a really fun wild little you know fight between these two and it's hilarious to me that the level head of this comes out as lena who's in the weird position of like reggie's ex double lifts current partner employee of reggie and like some form of leadership within the organization at least formerly if not still currently where it's like there's so many weird ties yeah. going on, but she's got to be the voice of reason here. Mm -hmm. um, and th this is one of those where, like, you know, there's always that question of, you know, do we want to see players go into coaching, go into management? And this is one of the examples that I would say, no, I'd, I'd rather have, like, somebody who's a actual like mature professional and is level-headed about it um but obviously reggie as a you know owner coach manager his various positions throughout the year player like he's been successful yeah. gsm has a lot of titles on the flip side though double lift has has won what eight out of the last 10 yeah i mean double lift has an ego like every fucking star pro sports player has an ego right like he's he has an ego because he fucking wins shit right he's won eight or yeah. ten uh <laughs> of his splits on three different teams <laughs> yeah so uh, so like i'm of the opinion that I, like i think double lift is such a star player at least within the north american scene uh at at this point where prior to prior to last split um before he quote retired that i think he should have the the ability to say like no this roster isn't good enough like he, the guy isn't going to be playing for like uh, so much longer you know he can't just mm -hmm. he, he can't just be expected to oh well we're going to take this one split like and see how this development yeah developmental roster works he doesn't like, want the experimentation he doesn't want to be on a team that's going to come in third and right, I think that's like, entirely justified. He, he, yeah, no, he's he's definitely got a right to to do that to to bring those concerns to the table in a professional manner, which yeah. I don't think he did. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, yeah. That, that's um, the but, that's the caveat. Is like it depends yeah, he, on he he, depends he certainly on how he, did it. he certainly is in a position where he should be able to go to his you know org owner, his coaching staff, his like talent acquisition people, and say, I don't think that this pick is going to make us competitive to win, you know, spring split or summer split. I'm here to win the split. Like, yeah. I want to play on a team that will win. I don't think this will do that. And that voice should be listened to. You know, he shouldn't get to just choose what support and say, give them whatever they need to be here. Yeah, of yeah. course not. Um, but I mean, 
part of that management decision is keeping your players happy. Now, c- could they have won if if they weren't getting in a pissing contest? Like, if Doublelift played AD Carry and didn't have Sword Art, would they have still maybe won a split? Maybe. They, there's a decent chance. I mean, he, again, he's he's won eight out of the ten splits he's played in. Um, but I, I just think it's one of those scenarios where like, you you wouldn't expect Faker to play like with a developmental roster at this point, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, he's mm-hmm. he's earned yeah. his it, name, and I think I think like Doublelift is essentially the like the Faker of NA at the very least. Yeah, no, for sure. I I just think that it comes down to the fact that neither of these people are professional oh, I- in the way that they deal with shit like you can yes. just imagine how that conversation goes because they talked about like the deadline too because like not to simp for reggie because i think reggie definitely is overall the worst person here just from the history of who reggie is as a person mm-hmm. but like like reggie had four hours in which if, unless a decision was made within those four hours they were going to transfer loss to eg so he's making all these decisions in a four-hour window of going double lift this is our team will you play for us and Double Lift goes, no, your team's shit. And then he goes, okay, fuck it, we'll keep lost. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, or, like, he, he, Double Lift comes to him and goes, hey, Sword Art wants to play, I want to play. It's just, like, imagine how fucking rage-inducing dealing with players like that are. Like, I'm sure it's just the worst. And then be, having a personality like Reggie just makes it that much worse. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, I, I definitely don't think Double Lift is, like, 100%, you know, the good guy here, but... I I am am definitely more prone to take his side. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Oh, one more thing that I quickly want to talk about because sure. like it's came out up on Reddit today. I don't really want to go into it too much, but um, from sources today, G two and Cloud Nine allegedly colluded to prevent prevent the sale of perks to Fnatic, but Riot investigated. Uh, but Riot investigated and found no harm to Perks's career, and then that ha- they have then since now. Uh, change the rules so that you can't collude with the team that you sell a player to to make it so they can't sell them to a different org. So, like, for Mm. example, now, like, this this wouldn't be able to happen. And so everyone's like, holy fuck, Carlos is the worst person in the world. And I'm not a Carlos fan. You'll see me post about it a lot (laughs) on the Discord. Um, But am I crazy in thinking this isn't that insane of a thing? So, like, the idea is, is that Fnatic will pay 700 bazillion dollars for perks, right? Let's just say that, right? And mm-hmm. Cloud9 is going to pay 10 million for him. What's to stop Cloud9 from buying perks and then selling him to Fnatic and flipping him like immediately, right? That's the idea. I mean, at that, that point money. there was nothing, right? That's that's what I mean. And like that's that's the whole fucking point, right? And why a deal like this is like G2 has set up this restriction where they don't want perks to go to Fnatic because that's how you fucking lose your hold on their like uh dynasty right in eu uh or just with the roster last year um but it's one of those things where like i understand why a contract like this exists and i don't think it's like that crazy i feel like it's something that probably exists in sports um whether it's good or not i'm not sure um but i definitely think i don't think it's like as crazy as people are making out to be i'm glad i'm glad the rule has been changed uh and this won't happen anymore because i think in general it's better to see players playing for the best org that they can possibly play for um but like people are acting like this is like the f- like like carlos is the he's, he's the worst person in the world and I, I feel like this is not that crazy at all but no i think it's a very reasonable thing to like to try and do if it's allowed right like ultimately as an org yeah right if, if you walked up to any org coach and said 
um, I would like to give your organization $3 million, yes or no. Right? They're going to say yes. If they can get a player and then go sell them for more the next day, they'll want to do that. Yeah. To, to me, like the question there has to do with the the market of players in that why is one team able to acquire the player at a different price? Like, and, and that player yeah. actually being then okay with moving to another org, right? Where it's like, I could see, you know, if... If Double Lift is like, okay, whatever, I'll play on CLG because they have the support I want, they have the mid laner I want, I'll play for that team for 80% of what TSM would pay me because that's a team I think will win. Like, that that makes sense. But if you're just, like, trading around players, like, you, you shouldn't be able to instantly flip a player like that. You should be able to do it maybe after a split or after a full year where it's like, hey, we took an academy top laner. He's now a top three NA top laner. We're going to sell his contract for four times what we initially paid for. Yeah, it, it that is makes weird. sense. Like, yeah, the, the logistics stuff like that is like super weird. You shouldn't be able to sell, a, you shouldn't, a player's contract shouldn't be worth more to a certain org for like just the sake that they're an org, right? Or like whatever org. But I mean, I don't know. Business is business. I, I think that, I think it's good that Riot has changed the rules since then. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I think Perk's probably pretty fucking happy with how shit's been going. So it seems like he's going to join a super team in Europe right now anyways. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways, cool. Uh, I want to jump into the round table. Let's do it. Cool. Um, so last week's question was, tell me what lane you're playing without telling me the lane. And we got about 700 million responses across <laughs> all of our social medias because this is a good question. Um, so from our Twitter, we got one from Gene Caster, and he says, discovering new ways to be one-shot every day by champions that are not supposed to one-shot others. <laughs> Tyler said, where the fuck are my teammates at? <laughs> Lunar Lunatic said, level two, oh, everyone and their mother is here, fun. And Wise Papa Smurf said, it's like playing a game with a controller where half the buttons don't work, and my AI partner picks flowers while both <laughs> while being both on fire and mauled by a bear. <laughs> Uh, so those are, those are good responses from our Facebook. We got one from Anthony says, I get blamed for no vision while simultaneously, simultaneously providing all of our vision. <laughs> and Alex said, uh, I do all the work, but get none of the glory, uh, from our discord. Fox Love said, right. Uh, it's entirely my fault for not helping the zero 12, na- 12 NASA's getting gapped, whatever. Uh, Lacona said, I hate myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then Jin X tonic said four. But stuff said, this is the closest that I can get to a 1v1. And Sentix said, can my jungler gank my lane? I'm so alone. Sad face. Uh, those are all great responses. Uh, I, I do One think it's funny because I... like we got like, say, like 100 responses across all our social medias and stuff, right? Mm. I I swear to God, 70% of it supports. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I love the bot lane ones. Yeah. I, I think it's really funny. One of the ones in there, which I imagine was a support player, was like, I do all of the work and get none of the glory. Right? Like, that's something you would imagine is a support player. But I could absolutely also see it coming from like a mid laner. Yeah. <laughs> who's like, I don't get any of the accolades. And it, like, because their ego is that big. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Meanwhile, Faker. Showmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of the glory. They don't get nearly enough saying, recognition. Yeah. 
Anyways, this week's roundtable question is, with the launch of Arcane, what would you like to see as see as Riot's next show? What would you like to see Riot's next show be based around? I've pushed this on the Discord, but I would love to see something... Um, I, I want to see Arcane evolve from, like, oh, it, it's about, like, Piltover and Zaun and that, that relationship to, like, oh, these these are League of Legends stories. I would, I would love to see, like, a, a Targon-centric um uh, uh series um about like the relationship between diana leona uh mount targon in general um but just like star-crossed lovers who can't be together because of their yeah you know, their their beliefs and uh i i think that could be like a really interesting take that i i don't see how that possibly could fail um that'd be um, great what yeah you, i mean there's there's certainly not a lack of stories to be told yeah, exactly. in the world of Runeterra. And I, I'm with Nick that I, I'm i fine if they want to continue the, the Piltover Zon story past Season 1 Arcane. But I, I hope that they don't limit it there, right? Like, if they decide to do, like, Arcane Season 2 and it's more Piltover Zon, more of the same storylines, and they also put out, like, you know... Targon as an, as a, as a separate series, like all for it. I think I would rather see more unique stories than like continuing down the same line. Um, with what we've seen from Arcane, I think a Bilgewater, like obviously they had the huge Gangplank misfortune event, yeah, a couple years back that kind of told that story. But dear God, would I love to see that in like a fully animated medium because like, can you just imagine how gorgeous those ships and like the explosions and the battles and the gunfire, like it would just be beautiful. No, um, yeah, absolutely. I would love it. And, and I like, feel there'd like there's be so many like weird ass fish in Bilgewater. Like you'd just be like walking down the street and there'd be a little stall and you'd get like all of these fucking crazy looking fish just in the background. I think something that Bilgewater and Piltover and Zon for that matter do really well is like display a lot of gray area characters where like, okay, Gangplank's not a good guy, but he's also not like a, a super villain, right? Like he's not, Yeah. he's not trying to take over the world. Yeah, and I think that that's, yeah, that, that's a good thing that like any good story should hopefully do is that most bad characters and, and bad people in general are not strictly evil malicious individuals mm -hmm. like there there certainly are people who are strictly malicious evil individuals who exist like their sole drive is to hurt other people but most of them like are trying to you know succeed in their goals in their way with a very warped you know scope of morality and what's mm -hmm. important yeah um right and that's that's those are normally the good villains right yeah it's it's not the ahaha i am an evil scientist and i want everyone to be dead <laughs> yeah exactly like that's that's not a very entertaining villain in most cases yeah like <laughs> I would say Dio is a good example of a character that is like he's fun for sure, but I don't think his like I, I I don't think he's a good villain for the for the reasons that I would classify other characters mm -hmm. as good villains, you know? 
Yeah, right. Like, I, yeah, like Dio's a good example. I think you know he's just big bad guy. Like, yeah, that's like, it. <laughs> I think I think the Joker is another one, or I should say the Christopher Nolan Heath Ledger's Joker is another one where it's like that's good for other reasons. Where like that yeah, character yeah, yeah. Is, is strictly there, right? Like as Alfred said, like some men just want to watch the world burn, and like mm-hmm. that's an interesting archetype to play with. And when you have a, a weird like antihero like Batman, that that can play on that nicely. But right when you when you go for like the far ends of either spectrum, and it's just like I am pure good Superman against yeah. pure evil big bad man. Yep. I good you bad punch punch. Like that's not an interesting story mm-hmm. in most cases. Whereas like you know Vegeta and fucking Goku, I think is a great example, right? Where Vegeta was the bad guy, kind of, for quite a while. Yeah. But, like, he wasn't a bad guy. He just had very different motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then eventually they run into bad, bad guys and start working together. Goku, lame good guy, though. Yeah. G- Goku, plain I'll vanilla. Die just I'll die guy. on this hill. Yeah. Right, where, where I think that... It, we, we can stop. Because yeah. we, we could go into plenty of references. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, I think yeah. For me, I think I think Bilgewater would be really cool. Aiden, did you answer? No. Okay, who, where do you want to see, man? He wants to see Tom Cannon. You no. want to see Kamungu Jungle, don't you? You guys are so wrong. <laughs> you we actually a... wouldn't guess it ever. Um. Um. You want to see Bandle City? No, I want to see a fucking Valorant, uh, like animated show. Ew, really? I think the like, Valorant characters. I don't think there's a single one that's like okay, other than Brimstone. Huh. Brimstone's pretty lame, but he's just like American fucking soldier dude. But uh, outside okay. of that, I think all the characters are so interesting. And I think like Riot as a whole doesn't it doesn't have to be League of Legends. I think Valorant would be fucking I mean, really, yeah. really cool. So true. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's one. Like, I, I think also. Like, you bring up a really good point that it doesn't have to be, like, a champion origin story mm-hmm. or, I think, even a story that's already been told. Like, they have so much room in this medium to do anything else where, like, they could just tell, like, a story about, like, people in Shirima, like, 2,000 years ago that has nothing to do with any of the champions and it's just mm-hmm. really cool world building. Right? Yeah. Like... There, there, it's a very, very open slate. There's yeah. so much that could be done. Awesome. If they want to answer the roundtable question, they can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at LeagueCast. You can send us an email at maillegecastpodcast.com or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Pog. Um, do we have Fox Love's poem? Uh, fuck, I didn't put it there again. Oh, no. Okay. I'll I'll read the first one and then uh you can or Colton can read the second one as Fox loves. How about that? Okay, cool. Yeah, you you find it while Nick reads this I got email you, Fox from Cax thirty eight. Yeah, Cax thirty eight says, Hi, I'm Cax thirty eight, listener who recently started listening again with my new job. I've been what, listening to Cax one through thirty seven taken. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to old episodes a lot because I drive around for eight plus hours for work and I can only listen to music for so long. As of the time of this e- this email is being written, I'm listening to episodes from February slash March. A theme I've noticed to seem is Aiden and Colton complaining about Yone. So I'm here to present the Yone mid-counter. 
if you can play uh, an AD mid laner. I present Kled mid. I started playing Kled mid a couple times because I roll swapped with my friend one game and I ended up laning against a Yone. I proceeded to dumpster this Yone and carry the game. After that, I've picked Kled mid into Yone multiple times and have a 100% win rate on it. Now I will add, this is gold elo, so this very well could not work in higher elos, but try it out in a normal game. Also, Kled is just a fun champ, and carrying the game as crazy Uncle Kled is one of my favorite parts of the game. Anyway, uh, I wanted to ask uh, about a champion concept I had. Now, I know you guys don't talk about champion concepts in the male fight section, uh, but this isn't a full champion, just an idea. But I understand if this section is cut out. Um, my champion idea is similar to Felios, but a melee champ. I thought they could have four normal abilities and can swap weapons by using a separate macro uh, like Shift Q. Oh, okay, so Shift Q would be a different ability. Uh, I know this would have complications with keybinds because I use Shift Q to level abilities. Nevertheless, I think it's a cool idea. Obligatory comment on email length CAX38. I think this is sort of like that um champion idea is sort of what we want like Uda to turn into where mm -hmm. you can like stance dance and, and combo you know stances together to for different effects yeah to um, me it would but i mean be, it sounds cool it does sound cool i think yeah the way you'd have to do it is either have it like udir because I, I don't think you can have them do like macro things like a shift q control yeah, q probably not i don't think that that would be really healthy for the game i, I think the option would have to be that you cast your ability and immediately cast then a second key to like do an alteration, which I still don't think is a great way to do it. I, I think the other the other way is better if you cast an alteration and then your next skill will be will like, just impacted be by it. it. Yeah. yeah. Where if, if I go from turtle to bear versus turtle to tiger, the effect is a little different. I think that's one way that you yep. can absolutely do it and would work for Udyr. I think the other option would be to have them as just a transform character where the ultimate or potentially if you want to you could make it like their passive and have a, a different bind for that character to switch weapons and it's like okay you've got four weapons and you've got a qwer with each weapon mm -hmm. i think it's probably easier to have a qwe with each weapon and then r is just change weapons yeah um i think if you had more than two the, the interaction with those cooldowns would have to be a little different than we see on transformed characters now because, you know, you could just be constantly mashing one form to the next and never have anything on cooldown. Mm -hmm. um, that could be just super cool. As for Yone, like, there are certainly Yone counters and ways to beat him. I just think he's obscenely overloaded. Um... And I think his E is super problematic. If that is that his his dumbass dash go back yeah. to his yeah. I think that ability is super super problematic. Um, um I I won't disagree there. Uh, I think the damage on it could be tuned down. Um, but otherwise, I think it's fine. <laughs> My favorite game that I've watched of yours, Colton, is the game when you're duo with your D one player and you're playing mid, and you get solo killed by a Yon. And then your jungler comes mid and he kills your jungler. And then you TP back to lane and he kills you. And then your jungler comes back into lane and he kills your jungler. And then you both try mm -hmm. to fight him and he kills both of you. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's it's funny, but like, and obviously like we made a lot of mistakes and got yeah. played. But like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, like there are a lot of... There are things that Yone can do that I don't think you really should be able to do. 
like again particularly my my biggest issue with the character is his e um the the fact that like when you're ahead on yone you can like e forward from under your turret run somebody down all the way under their turret miss 90 percent of your cues still 100 to zero them and get away from for free even if you're being hard cc'd under tower like I do no. think Yon's actually but, like pretty hard to play for the most part, but I do think that there are aspects of his kit where it feels like he should have to play better, I guess. Like it, it feels oh, like yeah, he can have sure. the both sides of it, you know what I mean? It feels like there's times where when he has shield bow bloodthirster and he misses three cues but hits like a W to give him a shield, then he like starts mm-hmm. healing up after, you're like, Oh, that's annoying that he missed so many cues. But then there's times where like that character can do some fucking cool stuff, man. Yeah. You should you should watch yeah. um uh-huh. uh, the number one e well, not the number one US player he's like this guy in EUS who plays Yo in uh, top lane. Uh, oh, it's like uh, Durs. Y- y- kill. No, it's like, kill. Yeah, Dur's kill or something. Dur's kill. Yeah, he he has like yeah. two top ten EUW accounts and he plays Yasuo, Yoan, and Camille are his only characters he plays and his Yoan top is so fucking crazy. It's really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh. Yeah, I mean, Kled seems really good. I, I actually think a lot of, uh, like, big, strong, early melee characters are very good into Kled. I, I've preached that I think Tom Kench is actually... Yone? I'm sorry, into Yone. Into Yone. Yeah. Uh, I've preached for a long time that I think um, Tom Kench mm-hmm. is a very good character into Yone. I think that lane is super free because uh, Yone is typically just like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to bully you because I'm mm-hmm. I'm Yone. Uh, but there is no character you can trade early with, with Tom Kench. So yeah, thanks, Cax. Yeah. Next email from Foxloaf. We're finally doing it, guys. <laughs> uh, meant to send this a while back, but I'm a terrible person. Sorry it took so long. Ha ha, joke's on you. We didn't read it for another <laughs> yeah. two weeks anyway. Uh, for episode 500, I wrote haikus for the crew and had a laugh at Colton's expense, but Colton is just as important to the show and community as anyone else, so here you go. The Very true, true Colton haiku. No wonder you guys skipped it for week after mm-hmm. week. It's about I, me. I literally remembered. Thank Yeah, of I course. Yeah, that's why. You guys have it in your DMs. You said, we're going to keep skipping this Colton haiku. <laughs> so you leaked our DMs, Aiden? Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it contained all of your fucking nudes. Mm-hmm, true. They're, they're gonna get posted uh, uh, on the it's calendar. for manscaped okay it's for manscaped true. it's for manscaped my bad my bad <laughs> um see blue basket sweat quick of wit sharp of tongue the soul of league cast wow lastly i wanted to inform you that i'm a silver player now and the client hey. was quicker than expected in tft oh but hey <laughs> uh, w is where we can get them am i right so what I want to know is how do you decide positioning for your comp? The guides I see are placed interestingly, and it seems to work out, but how do you know where to put units since it's clearly not just put melee up front and ranged in the back? Uh, love you guys and hope for a good week. Fox Loof. Um, So TFT positioning. There's a lot that goes into it. But in general, it is put the melee in front and the ranged mm-hmm. in back. Um, with some particular exceptions. Obviously, like, if you are diligently scouting, you can have an idea of who you're going to be playing in the coming rounds. And so positioning according to your opponent matters, um, right? So if I, for example, am playing, like, a standard... 
I've got like a, a marksman, whether it be at the time like a sniper or a double shot or you know whatever whatever they are in that set. You know, I've got basically an eighty carry. If I'm against another player who's running a similar comp and is going to have a big beefy front line and eighty carry in back, I can I can position with all my beefy boys in front and my eighty carry solo in the back line. But if I'm playing against assassins. I want to put all of my front line in the back with my AD carry mm-hmm. so that when they dive in, they hit my tanks, not my AD carry. I need to position around Zephyrs and Blitzcranks or Threshes if they're in the game. If there are units that are going to target the furthest enemy or the, you know, the row with the most enemies, or if I need to position for like my Locket or my Zeeks, like there's a lot of things to consider. Um, also, if there's like area of effect buffs, but but generally it's still you know put your damage in the back line, put your tanks in the front line, and make sure to put your carry somewhere where they're not going to get instantly popped by either the enemy team's carry mage, a key ability, or like assassins would be like the quick and dirty of it. Um, you know, positioning certain characters to make sure they have efficient use of their abilities and, you know, are within the right range. Like, if you put a, a, a character with three range behind a character with four range, they might get trapped and hit nothing. Um, if you want a certain tank to build up their mana really quickly and alt first, you might put them a row ahead of the rest of your team or on, like, the center and have everyone else off to their right so that they get focused more there's a whole bunch of things that can go into it mm-hmm. cool hopefully that answers awesome. your question fox love thanks fox love next email is from full metal alchemist hey guys uh, let me set the scene friday night my fiance's out and i decided to play a few games i win game one and someone adds me as a friend we started playing together and uh, win something like eight games in a row before my partner message me messages me to say she's coming back and needs to be picked up from the train station. <laughs> Today, Saturday, I go for a walk and listen to this week's podcast as it's always super entertaining. I'm in a good mood, start playing, and see the friend from yesterday's on. Uh, we win game one and then continue the momentum into the next game to have 10 straight wins, which is enough to push me into Masters. Up until a couple months ago, I hadn't really played ranked, but here we are, 118 ranked games later with a 69.4% win rate. I have done it. I'm a master in Pokemon Unite, the best MOBA around. Sorry for the bait and switch, but the response in last week's roundtable about Pokemon Unite made me laugh. This email goes out to that commenter. Hope they're uh, getting lots of wins in Pokemon Unite too. Uh, thanks uh, for the great content. Your 25 years of podcast experience really shows. Later days, Full Metal Alchemist. Wow. I'll have to send that to Chris. He'll appreciate it. Yeah, he will. No, thank you, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like... I feel like we... <laughs> We are we are conditioned because of the the previous one, you know, mm-hmm. because of the previous bait and switch. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it was pretty funny. <laughs> Next email is from Ben, uh, dearly cast crew. I've been listening to the podcast since about January, and I wanted to thank you all for the great content that you put out. I've only started playing this season, and I don't think I've ever had a game that I've enjoyed playing and wanted to improve on as much as this one. Um, The reason for my email today is I wanted to get some advice on the best way of finding other people to play League with. I've always wanted to play in tournaments or clash, but the issue uh, that I have 
is that I recently fell out with the people I played League with, so I need to find some new people who I can get to know and play League with. I have tried to look at GamerCraft, but unfortunately they only work on NA rather than mm. EU West, so I would like to ask what suggestions would you make to a bronze player looking to improve and play with new people? All the best, and as always, apologies for the length of the email, Ben. Yo, Ben. Um, uh, first of all, GamerCraft is adding Europe uh, in the next like couple months, so puck, puck, look out for puck. that. Like that'll be awesome. Second of all, come into our Discord. We do have a lot of EU listeners. Uh, we've been meaning to do it for a while, but we sometimes do community nights, and we are one of these times for community night going to do a time where we play on Europe. Uh, we'll get all of our fucking uh, EU folks together and we'll play some games. So be sure to check out for that when we do it probably won't be for like a little bit because like everyone's busy nearing the holidays and stuff but maybe in the new year yeah i mean outside of that there's you know on you know the the subreddit there there's a lot of potential discussion if you interact well with anyone in a particular game that you know feel free to add them it you know it's a hard question which has a lot of answers to it potentially but i would just say like be on the lookout and be open about it um i have no idea why and how you you fell out with your old friend group that that played league but if it got at all to the point where you were all playing and and getting angry at each other because of league and that's why you then stopped playing together be aware that that can and does happen and try to stop that um, I, I think we've all at certain points played with friends and then gotten heated with those friends because of League. Mm-hmm. Of um, course, yeah. So watch out for that, I would say. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thanks, Larry. Uh, I'm sorry. Thanks, Ben. Uh, our last email this week is going to be from Lurry. Hi, guys. I think there needs to be a greater effort to monetize the game of League of Legends for the benefit of LOL Esports. Currently, you don't see people representing uh, LOL eSport franchises in the outside world like people do traditional sports, jersey hats, etc. I feel as though Riot is missing the opportunity to offer uh, more in-game ways to represent League eSport franchises. Icons and emotes are not enough. There needs to be ways to represent, represent players in different eras of organizations. Teams have eras in which they are successful, CLG 2015 to 2016, or cool jerseys or aesthetics that are abandoned after some years. CLG 2016 MSI American flag jerseys. There's no way to represent the players or eras uh, or aesthetics of these teams besides an icon from the event they attended or expensive jerseys that you would never wear in public, speaking for myself. Riot needs to figure something out and probably at a loss um, to help give teams ways to make money through their brands and ways that the average league player uh, will realistically pay for. This will hopefully help the sustainability of teams and the scene long term. What sort of ways do you guys think they could implement to sell? Um, sorry, what sorts of ways do you guys think they could implement to sell jersey designs, team brands, and player brands? Personally, I think they they should digitize the jersey designs onto those clash banners that get hung near the lanes and sell that. I don't think team skins would ever be feasible since it's time-consuming, expensive, and competitive with League skins themselves, which Riot probably doesn't want. So maybe a chroma on champion base skins with team color palettes. Lastly, for players, they could sell their signatures, like on the world skins, to overlay on any recall. Once again, uh, thanks for all the work you do, and sorry for the long email, Lurry. 
I think you crushed it. Um, I think the the yeah. banners and shit is fucking brilliant. By the way, I've never heard that before, but that's like a really really good way of doing it. Larry, I'm not yeah, sure if you played sick. the game back in 2015, whenever Champion Ship Kazakhs was. But did you see what they did mm. with at Worlds? Uh, Championship yeah. Kazakhs at Worlds. Every single skin, every single team had a chroma had a for Kazakhs where Kazakhs had a mm-hmm. like slightly different color palette for the team and his like recall he had like their team flags like on his arms and shit and like mm-hmm. I hate to say it why don't they fucking do that at world why isn't like Jarvan like world's Jarvan or whatever why yeah. isn't there a chroma for every team I understand it's a fucking shitload of work but do you know how many people like just having their teams at worlds would buy a hundred thieves Jarvan like the chroma mm-hmm. for and it even even if they didn't want to do like a full chroma like they could have it's just Jarvan, but his spear and the flag and drag mm-hmm. are that team. Yeah. Like, like, just redesign the spear and the flag. Yeah. Just or the flag. Just the flag. Just the yeah, flag. I was going to yeah. say, just the flag. That's fine. Like, yeah, you can do just that. Um, I think uh, uh, one other thing he hit on that I think would be really good is recall animations is another good one because, you know, you can do your, you know, however many and it's done right you know i don't have to make animations particle effects anything else it's just this is a recall animation i can slap on any character Mm -hmm. and it works um i think that like the whole jersey team merch thing i i would like to get into more like i looked a lot at skt merch and, and i just couldn't justify spending like 120 dollars on an skt jacket and paying to, to ship it yeah to it's, it's States. really hard to do that um and like I, i've also looked at some like tsm merch throughout the years or like c9 you know i, I haven't been huge in any of those orgs that i would really want to buy their merch mm-hmm. I, I think you know if they wanted to one way they could go about it is like give any of the lcs teams like a deal where like if you buy a clg t-shirt you get like a random skin permanent with it Mm -hmm. right because like they can distribute all of that for free and they can just say like hey we're doing a thing for spring split that like if you buy a t-shirt from any team's merch shop it comes with like a free skin permanent if you buy like a jacket or hoodie it comes with like an epic skin permanent that's not bad yeah right like like, that idea there's there's so many out there and it costs them zero to offer that other than mm-hmm. like the potential lost money of people not buying that skin yeah but like it would be very very easy for them to just say hey all clg t-shirts now come with a 450 rp skin mm-hmm. right like yeah. you get a qr code for it no that's a that's a really good idea or a chroma or you know whatever you know yeah, and, and then right, like and all of those merch stores now become slightly more successful, more profitable, and want to invest more in the esports scene. Right, it's it's beneficial to both. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. So thank you for the email, Larry, and the great ideas. I yeah, I'm sure we will see a whole lot in the years to come about how to monetize esports better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we are going to end this episode of Leecast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if we did not get to your email, we will get to it next week. Uh, apologies for that. 
Uh, you can send us an email, mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at Blue Basket and at Leadcast Frost. On Twitter, we are Leadcast. On Facebook, we are Leadcast. Uh, visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord, leadcastpodcast.com forward slash Discord or discord.gg forward slash Leadcast. Uh, and finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.